so often parents are just used to hearing what's wrong, what's broken, what's, you know, what's not right with this particular, you know, incident or, you know, how could they quote unquote fix their kid? You got to just recognize from the start when parents come in that there's nothing wrong with their kid and not to assume that there's something wrong with their kid, but instead assume that you're here for what? To just do better at being who you are. Ladies and gentlemen. Hi, everybody. Good evening. Are you ready? Keep this frequency clear. I know you're going to dig this. I am. Okay, here we go. Check, check it out. You're listening to the Martial Arts Media Podcast, where you, the martial arts school owner, gets insider tips and secrets from leading experts to help you build a more profitable martial arts business. Now, here's your host, the founder of MartialArtsMedia.com, George Faree. This podcast episode is the audio version from a video that was published on martialartsmedia.com. For the full episode, to download the transcript and get all the show notes, head over to martialartsmedia.com. Enjoy. Hey, this is George, and welcome to another Martial Arts Media Business Podcast. So I've got a repeat guest with me today, Kat Sowa, all the, all the way from the States. And hi, Kat. Hi. How's everyone? <laughs> Welcome, hello, glad you're here, if you cool. are. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool, so um, a quick a quick intro, um, why, the, why the episode number two, and a, a bit about what are we gonna, we're gonna be talking about here today. So um, recently on our partners program, I, we created a, uh, we co-created something with all Kat's expertise, all her IP, and we called it Retention by Design. Now, Retention by design, and Kat's going to correct me if I if I misplace the wording, but something that we've uh, focused on in our in our partners program, we, we we always talk about how to attract the right students, how to increase signups, and how to retain more members. And on the increase side, we we talk about mastering sales. And with mastering sales, we're really big on really understanding the the real reason why people join. You know, what's the not the hey I want confidence, but why, why the confidence? Why is, why is the deeper emotional reason why people go ahead? So Kat's taken that to a whole nother level when it comes to retention. And instead of just uncovering and discovering what the actual emotional reason is why people go ahead and start martial arts, but she's developed a system where she can actually identify the personality trait and how to identify the actual greatness of the student um, in a more detailed way. You know, what are they... Uh, are they good at the competition? Would, would they make a potential instructor and so forth? So I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna re- reveal too much from that. But what I really liked about the whole concept is it just takes things to a whole another level. And if you've got retention problems and um, you know football is a top priority over martial arts and a whole bunch of other things, and you're fighting price wars instead of value wars of why your martial arts program is superior, then this is going to be a lot of fun and a lot of value. So with that, welcome again, Kat. It's great to be here, George. Thanks for having me. Cool. So, so just for a quick two-minute uh, quick intro, just uh, for if anybody have, hasn't listened to the, to the first episode, just give us a quick rundown. Um, who is Kat? <laughs> 
Well, uh, yeah, that's a loaded question. Kat uh, is a person who has a marketing company that focuses on helping martial arts schools with their member engagement. And member engagement is probably a lot of my, my contribution to the martial arts industry and helping members not just are helping martial arts school owners not just sign up new members, but most importantly, keep those members and keep them not just coming to classes, but keep them showing up happily and referring their friends and family members to their martial arts schools. So a lot of what Cat is, is a little special twist on taking a look at our relationships that we have with our students and how to be able to best serve our members, not just in a sense of giving things, but most importantly, in a sense of what they're able to receive by taking part in the martial arts class. So pretty much a, a combination of the martial arts business along with being a martial artist myself for over 30 years and a practitioner of the arts. This is something that I have a good sense of direction on where martial arts instructors and well-meaning school owners tend to put more emphasis in certain areas where if they were to shift some of that focus and attention to keeping their students through different things and not just teaching great classes, but also uh, the process of which they help them develop personally and give them that personal development aspect in their program, they could actually do a lot less uh, recruitment than what they may believe is necessary. So in the long run, it saves them a lot of that effort that goes into the ads and goes into the marketing and goes into the arduous task of getting new signups each and every day. So it definitely saves a lot of uh, gray hairs from showing. So <laughs> Awesome. So, so let's break it down to, you know, where, where does, let's, let's start with just the problem of this. Like where does things go wrong with member engagement? Well, you know, if I had to pinpoint, I always use this expression. Member engagement is the opposite of customer service. Customer service waits for a problem to happen and then figures out, well, now what can we do to make it better or fix it? Member engagement eliminates the need for customer service because we try to preempt whatever that problem may be and just stop it from ever forming and ever, you know, even becoming an issue. So member engagement truly is uh, almost if you had a crystal ball, you're looking into it and you're saying, oh, if that's the path for this new student that I have, I want to be sure that that thing that I just saw come up in my vision doesn't happen. Or if that's the, if that could be the ultimate outcome for this particular student, I want to ensure that that's exactly what their experience is going to be. So it's almost like a fortune teller, if you will, looking into, looking into the crystal ball for the life, the life uh, journey of a martial arts student. And you know, the truth of the matter is, here I am, I'm going to go off on a tangent because I guarantee my instructors never would have expected the fact that I, the geeky little six-year-old, you know, girl that signed up for martial arts classes would have been as invested into martial arts training as I am today. And I think that really is a lot of what instructors, you know, have preconceived notions of their students when they get started and they're not always favorable. You know, it's like, oh, they're going to end up dropping out or they're not going to end up going that far. Or they're, you know, or they put the high expectations on other students like this is a superstar. They have so much ability. I can make them so great and then become utterly disappointed 
disappointed if a student decides to pull out or they, you know, take a break or, you know, stop for football or soccer, as we call it. But yeah, you know, so I mean, that gets very, you know, dejecting in the whole school owner's job role. So totally. So I mean, it's, it's really hard for and I, I mean, this is just a practicality of life, right? Your your assumption of people is generally wrong. I mean, it's like it's almost like when you run split tests for ads. You know, you always think that's the sure winner, and then it's always not. Typically, not. And same thing, same thing with people. I mean, yep, you can you can have a gut feel and you know some intuition with all right, this, this person is like this, you know, you get a good feeling about it, but then there's all these other things that are going on that you can never predict. So you can never really accurately assume and assumptions can also be dangerous. I, I see this in sales a lot. And, uh, you know, one thing we always, with, with website development, always talking with copywriting, we always ask a question, you know, you know, what is, if, if I had to walk into your school and ask, what do you do here? What would be your answer? And sometimes the question just goes, well, you know, we started in Okinawa and we did this and it's this whole tangent of stuff. And I'm like, hang on, you lost me at 1964. 1964, I'm, I'm not, right. I'm, I'm not <gasps> here anymore because it's, it's just completely missed the point. So uh, what I'm getting to with that is it's, it's so easy to just, you know, assume your story is going to connect with someone or just assume that somebody's here for confidence. But there's there's, there's so much more going on behind the scenes. And I want to take this, you know, not to a crystal ball level, of course, because it's actually a practical step that, a pr practical process that, that you put together. So, all right. So, so where do we go from here? So if we look at, at member engagement and you need to lift your game and maybe people are dropping off and other sports are taking priority, etc. where do you start this whole process within the communication with the parents, etc. Great question, George. And, you know, everything you've said so far has been completely spot on with your analysis of where people, well, what do you guys do? What do you accomplish? And I think that is exactly where most school owners drop the ball is because they want to put someone on a trial membership or they want to just get them enrolled on something. And before that, they're so eager to sign them up on a program or say, I got one, you know, and get it, you know, celebrate that success. One of the most important areas to learn about the student is day one. It's on the intake process. It's the day you ask them to fill in a liability waiver form and permission slip to try a first class with you. And this is one of my strong beliefs is that if we were to ask better questions on that intake form and not just one of those old you know, list of 50 different questions about like, will you be living in the area for the next year or so, or questions that are a little bit less relevant to the life of the student as opposed to the life circumstances of a student is, is really, I think, telling, you know, how often is it that martial arts instructors ask a parent of say a child that's the age five, six, seven years old, what kind, what kind of a friend is your student? What kind of a friend is your child? How does he get along well with others? How does he, you know, how does he participate in group activities? These seem to be very reasonable questions for a future educator, a teacher, a martial arts instructor to learn and to know, especially from a parent's perspective, before they begin teaching the student. And to me, it seems like common knowledge that we would take the time to ask 
questions about the student that we're going to be teaching. So that way we know how to teach them, <laughs> but I don't think it happens nearly enough. Okay. So let's look at <coughs> where this really, you know, how beneficial it is. So, you know, alcohol is all right. We want to, we want to keep more students and, and we want a, a more clear understanding of who they are, what they want, what do they really want? What are their potential personality traits? So how do we go about uncovering a better understanding and being able to use that, not just on the sign-up process, but actually to keep them engaged throughout the program. And my follow-up question would then be, how do we predict the actual times, you know, where you were saying member engagement to actually replace the customer service? How do we go about that? I'm asking that now because I'm going to, in case it doesn't slip my mind. Cool. <laughs> I hope I remember that question when it comes around to that part of uh, the discussion here. So, yeah, um, a great, great, great uh, path here. So, an uh, assessment, I think the number one way to be able to ask parents the important questions that we need answers to is through a simple assessment. What if this assessment was, oh, I don't know, 18 questions long and rank them in order of different priorities as far as how they show up most powerfully in a child's life and a parent takes this on behalf of a child or an adult student takes it for themselves based on how they react to different situations and things. And giving them this type of simple, very straightforward, matter of fact type questionnaire that they could quickly, you know, take and basically you're able to then get a little bit of a profile of who this person before you is without making too many judgments, but just based on how their personality is showing up and how other students in your martial arts school may have also related to such questions. You so give us an like example. Gonna, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to just cut in. So yeah, just, just give us an example. So assessment, all right, give us just, you know, if you can handpick a couple of things to give us an idea of how you go about the whole profiling. Sure, sure. So let's say if like a student has really strong perseverance, because we know our martial arts program teaches a student perseverance. So let's, let me backtrack one step. Let's say that all these things that we say we teach in martial arts, confidence, perseverance, you know, indomitable spirit, all of these traits were there. And then a parent was able to say, well, I definitely see my child, as opposed to saying lacking, he needs more confidence. What if we were able to take it from a completely different perspective? What if we were able to say that, well, you know what? My child has so much, you know, uh, fortitude, so much perseverance. He doesn't give up. And, you know, sometimes he probably should. He's, you know, he's the one who stays to the end and he's, you know, trying to be everybody's friend, even when other kids may not be so nice to him in return. You know, these are real frustrations a parent may have if they're dealing with, you know, everyday life with their child. So it's like, I gets me so raging mad when I see other kids taking advantage of his good nature. And I'm sure there's people listening to this recording right now and says, oh my gosh, I've heard parents say that to me like last week. And they're probably thinking of their own student body and saying to themselves, like, I have students like that where, you know, if somebody took their very last, you know, snack for lunch, they would not even have a problem with it and let them do it because 
they're not aggressive or they're not assertive enough. So we hear these things that parents want these things for their child. They don't want them to be bullied. They don't want them to be cornered. They want them to exude not necessarily just confidence, but also assertiveness. They want them to be able to say when enough is enough and stand up for themselves so they're not being taken advantage of, which is completely understood. But what if a parent was able to recognize, well, the fact that they have such good endurance and what if that was really more like empathy? And what if their, you know, their child's empathy was one of their strongest features and that was not a bad thing, but that was a good thing. And we we're able to recognize that first through the questions we asked, like for instance, how much empathy does your child display when working with other kids or with in groups or how do they, you know, share empathy with, you know, their friends at school? So these types of questions that we're asking specifically, they may say extremely much, you know, he, he gets a five on a scale of one to five, five being the highest, that's my kid all the way. So now we have a little bit of a different understanding of what this child really has a natural greatness for because that's the way his personality is showing up. That's the way he communicates on an ongoing basis. That's what mom hears from the school teacher, you know, at every time I have a sit down conference. So these are the types of things that now that, you know, the martial arts instructor is able to say, hey, we know you want confidence and that's going to come with, you know, our martial arts program, but we're not going to let him lose the one of the strongest qualities that he has with maybe say empathy or maybe say fortitude or one of the other types of, you know, honor. He just has such great integrity. He's not going to tell a lie and he's going to be honest if something comes down to the wire about what happened in this particular situation. So these are all really good things, but sometimes can maybe be seen as a little bit more passive or a little bit more meek. And sometimes, you know, that that could also lead to some of the reasons why parents bring their kid into a karate school or martial arts program in the very first place. So that being said, all of that being said, <laughs> gives us a chance, you know, to really hone in on where the areas are that a parent says, this is great, as opposed to saying, oh, we just need we just need more discipline in this house because he just doesn't listen to any of the rules. And, you know, so as opposed to focusing the attention negatively on what's lacking, we just really want to shift the conversation and focus the beginning of a new relationship on what's already there and build on that. Gotcha. Okay. And there was another part that you wanted me to remember, and I lost <laughs> me. So <laughs> yeah, so 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 that's awesome. So what I was getting at then was predictability of all right. So so we know in the program, and you know maybe this is a question down the line actually because there's so much gold, and we can we can so much focus more on what we've just discussed here. But to that question, because it's we're going to push it out and we're going to forget about it so let's let's discuss it right so predictability so if we think okay well customer service member engagement we want to combat problems and deal with situations before they actually arise so how do we go about looking at that journey and saying okay well white to black let's just call it that for example we know in the next three to five years or whatever the journey is longer if it's jujitsu etc that's going to be the journey of the student and there's going to be some holes, you know, there's going to be some obstacles where the student's going to want to quit, lose interest, etc. How do we, how do we go about that? That's a big question. <laughs> 
That really is. So this might be a little bit of a more lengthy, you know, response to it as well. But in in all fairness, with time and our listener schedules here, let me just let me address that this way. There's not a roadmap in any martial arts student student's journey. There's a destination where X marks the spot, and if that's black belt, we know that that's what you know the goal is. You know, for a student that we want as martial arts instructors to see our students achieve. But until that goal is also the student's goal and the parent's goal, we have a three-way obstacle. So we can't just be pushing someone. The student has to want it. We can't want anything for our students more than our students want it for themselves. Now, I didn't say it. I just probably said it better. You know, I wasn't the first person to quote that. So, but (laughs) the truth of the matter is, you know, if our students and our parents of these students don't want black belt just as much, they're not going to get it. They're not going to get it. So part of member engagement is really listening to find out what the outcome is that a student is looking for and make sure that we're able to not just deliver that, but find out what the next outcome is going to be as well, too. And through something like the assessment, where we know where a person's natural tendency tends to be strong, we can actually say, well, you know what, given this amount of fortitude that your child has and that perseverance, you know, we're running a boot camp session where it's going to be a four hour training day, but he's got the makeup. He's going to be great for this. You know, this type of, you know, rank advancement camp or this type of workshop that we're going to do or this intensive training for a competition team maybe is going to be right up his alley. This is going to be something he's going to do so great at. And because he's in it for, you know, has that grit, has that, you know, perseverance that he's showing naturally that it's there, it's within him. That's something now that we could take and expand over the course of yellow belt, green belt, blue belt, purple belt, red belt, black belt, you know, and make that grow with him. Because, you know, just because, oh, great, this is, you know, Parent comes in, they want confidence, we show them confidence. They said, thank you very much, have a great day. We were able to do that in two weeks. Oh, that was worth it, you know? And then you're done. But wait a minute, wait a minute, because oh, why? Because we tried to show up with something that wasn't, you know, wasn't necessarily already there, right? We tried to show them or give them something that we were able to throw at them or help them develop or help them gain, but we negated the fact that they already came prepared with something. And that greatness they came prepared with is going to give us so much longer of a road to be able to work with and to be able to naturally appeal to what it is the child's already doing well at and the parent recognizes already on board with, keyword, they're already in alignment that yes, this is one of the greatnesses in their child. This is something they really excel at. You tell me what parent wants their child to fail and just like fail miserably at anything that they do, you know, and then not only wants them to fail miserably at what they do, wants them to do that consistently for about three to five years, you know, Uh, no, we make this into such a struggle. And that's where I think so many disconnects are going on with martial arts school owners because they see things as, oh, this is our curriculum. This is the way it has to be. This is everything that needs to be taught. But sometimes they miss the fact that, well, the student's probably not going to be ready for that after, you know, just two classes, six classes, eight classes. Every student is not identical now, but the instruction's so great, they're always going to be ready that way. That isn't necessarily the case either. So by giving them the proper instruction where we recognize 
areas of greatness, let's say perseverance for one, they're able to then now suggest with confidence, hey, our competition team requires a lot of perseverance from, from our competitors, and it takes a little bit of commitment on the parents' part too. So I'm guessing if your kid has all that perseverance, you probably have a little bit of it, you know, up your sleeve too. So we're gonna recommend that he gives, you know, tryouts a chance. Is that something you'd be interested in? Because he looks like he's got a lot of talent and a lot of ability to grow with that. And they say, yes, great. Now this is something that's able to move them in the direction of continuing on. So it isn't necessarily just setting the goal of black belt, but also giving them something that does resonate with them and that is worthy of their journey. So how do we overcome though and take the predictions with the crystal ball and different things in the membership process where a student may want to stop or may want to take a break? We always revert back to what the what the initial goodness was in their child from the start and recognizing that and recognizing where they're going with that and recognizing the progress that that area is making. Not so much about the areas of deficiency, but more so about the areas of progress and about the areas of growth. It's like, not only was he great at something like this when he came in, but look at how much better he's getting at it. And wow, do you see how that transfers over for now to A, B, and C? So we're never, you know, so, so sometimes it's kind of funny. It's like martial arts instructors want to get to a hundred percent. Like say, this is a hundred percent right here. And they say, well, the best way to get to hundred percent is not to go from the 98 percentile to make it 2% higher and get there. But what's the area where it's like two, four, 6%. Oh yeah. The poor area that's 4%. I want to start here and really make it go all the way up. Why such an uphill battle? If the goal is to get to 100%. I want to find out where are we at 90, you know? Like, I don't want to have to go 100 degrees to be able to get there. I want us to be able to go from 95, 96, and whoop, there we are. <laughs> Look at what we just did. But it's just an easier way to be able to show people. And then, most importantly, instill that type of, you know, success in our students through the journey that they also enjoy the process. So sometimes it's counterintuitive what's what's easiest to be able to deliver with our programs. So. Yeah, so I mean, there's so so there's two paths really. There's the linear path, and then there's the personalized path. The linear path is yep, there's some bumps in the road, and we know that all right, you know, typically when student goes from this to this you know, there's a drop off or this type of season might affect it or change in school, you know, going into teens, all these things. So those are the, so that's sort of the linear part of the, the constants that you can predict. But then what you can't predict and what we're talking about here is the focusing on the higher level, the outcome, the individual part of the student, where are they at in their journey? So, so taking it to that point, it's almost like saying, well, all right, here's the outcome that we want. Here's the outcome that the individual ones, that's what they want. Now, here's martial arts. How do we form the glue? What's the glue that's gonna keep these two together? And when Johnny here goes off path and loses sight, now we can sort of come back and say, well, you know, okay, you know, Johnny wanted to be here, you know, how's that going? Not here then, oh, not here, not there yet. Okay, so let's, let's, Let's backtrack on that. So sometimes it can be also, I guess, reminding of the, you know, where they are at and what they actually wanted and are they there yet? What's, what's your take on that? Well, 
Evaluation and communication always has to be part of the growth process, period. So recognizing where a student begins, recognizing where a student ends somewhere through after our belt promotion maybe, having sit-downs with parents and open communication about how the program's working in their life, these are all real important parts of keeping engagement strong with your members. And of course, you know, any type of relationship is going to have its ups and its downs. It's not always, you know, smooth sailing 100% of the time. There's going to be, but isn't that the way that say, uh, that saying goes? It's like, it's the turbulence or it's the uh, rocky waves that create the profound or the proficient sailor, right? You know, I mean, it's not the calm waters that create the experienced sailor. And remembering that and recognizing that with parents, you know, when they come in, it's like, oh, this is a perfect opportunity for us to be able to really truly express to, you know, little Billy here that this is part of the, you know, part of the road of life, you know, and we're going to work, we're going to work through this together and getting them through that period or that experience. So yeah, definitely. But also recognizing that so often if there's a problem, their teachers are going to address it like, oh, she just won't keep her hands to herself. She touches and smacks the kid next to her all the time. And who cares if he keeps pulling her hair, but you know, she needs to learn to keep her hands to herself. Right. You know, so it's whatever the situation is. So often parents are just used to hearing what's wrong, what's broken, what's, you know, what's not right with this particular, you know, incident or, you know, how could they quote unquote fix their kid? You got to just recognize from the start when parents come in that there's nothing wrong with their kid and not to assume that there's something wrong with their kid, but instead assume that you're here for what? To just do better at being who you are, right? I mean, I don't want to change you when you come in for martial arts classes. And I think this is where we really have a disconnect a lot of times with the enrollment process because somehow martial arts instructors get this idea that, well, in order for me to do well at my job, I have to completely transform and change who you are as a person or make you into something completely different than what you are. And I don't think that's what parents want either. You know, just because they come in with a concern or a problem or a reason doesn't mean that reason needs to be 100% of the focus of the entire relationship ongoing. You know, so to refer back to say, oh, well, he didn't have confidence. Now he does. I'm a superstar. Stay with me for the next six, seven, eight years. That's not necessarily you know, the path to success, but instead recognizing since your child is so great with ABC, since your child does so good already with this particular element, I know he's going to find a lot of success with this and this and this. In fact, this is the reason why our instructor over here, Mr. Jojo, you know, or whatever his name is, is doing what he's doing today in teaching classes because he was quite similar. So recognizing that, you know, the process to growth isn't always the path of most resistance, but instead the least resistance and recognizing areas of, you know, personal development that we could see for ourselves as martial arts instructors. You know, we always, when I talk to school owners, I'm always amazed sometimes when I hear them express that, well, you know, I know this student's going to be getting ready to quit. And, or I'll even ask them a question. Who's the next student in martial arts school that's going to quit? And they give me a name. I'm like, wait a minute, stop right there. You have a name of somebody who's going to quit in your mind. 
what have you done to prevent that? And I went, nothing. I'm just waiting for it to happen. Kind of like, I know if I take my vitamins every day, I'm not going to get a cold. But when I feel a cold coming on, and I know a cold is coming on, and I say, yeah, no, no vitamin C. No, I'm not. I'm not going to take any orange juice. I'm not going to have anything to, you know, help combat that in any way. I'm not going to take, you know, I'm not going to make sure my diet's clean this week. No, no, we're just going to let it happen. It's almost like saying, what's wrong with you? You know, I mean, kind of like so. You know, I'm asking all the listeners to this recording right now, all three of you out there one, two, and whoever else is listening to this right now, I'm asking you, please ask yourself that difficult question. Who's your next student to quit? And then whatever name comes to mind, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do differently? Because if you were going to do the same thing, we already know what the outcome is. You're going to be right. Congratulations. You're going to be right again, you know, but none, none of the times where a student says that they're going to quit is it completely always like, oh, I never saw that coming, you know? It's usually they missed a class, they missed two classes, you know, this happened. Or we hear a little bit of a soft tell, you know, like, oh, well, we're running into some problems at school. I hope he could keep his grades up. You know, we hear a different type of tune about it, right? You know, it comes across. We hear different things about it all the time. So instead, a parent comes in and says, oh, well, you know, we're running into some problems at school. We're going to have to do something. You know, we're going to have to stop karate so he can focus on his schoolwork. But when has that ever been known to help? When has that ever been known to actually fix the schoolwork? Oh, so he's going to spend all his time with the tutor then? Oh, you know what? Actually, helping him excel at something that he's great at, like, oh, I don't know, martial arts classes, is going to be great for his confidence to continue while he tries to improve, it's school. So we're going to take the one thing he's struggling the most at right now and make that 100% of his concentration and focus. How would, how would a parent do with that? You know, if you were to say to a parent, well, okay, well, let's just go ahead and tell you the only thing you could do 100% of the time is work on that one project you've been procrastinating on for the last year. How are they going to feel about that? Their reaction is probably going to be about the same. Like, you know, well, yeah, everybody yeah, needs yeah. a healthy outlet. Everybody needs some way to be able to, you know, feel good. So we just recognize where that shows up. I hope cool. that helps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So look, we've, we've been talking a lot of um, big picture ideas, big concepts. I want to quickly make this practical because like super practical because um. You know, and, and one thing when, when we, we did the part, uh, thing for our partners, the retention by design, we broke it down as in a, in a process, right? Because let's, let's be real. This is, maybe this is a simple conversation or simple listening for a lot of people, but for a lot of, for a lot of school owners, this might be like next level over the head. You know what I mean? It's, it's like, all right, I get the concept, but now what? You know, like what, how do I, how do I actually make it a thing? And so you've made it really practical in a way of going from assessment to actually identifying the, I mean, I say personality trait, but the greatness, you know, their, their inner greatness and, and that whole concept as in a process. So walk us, walk us through that, how that works. Like, how do you, how do you go about it? 
Yeah, that's a really tough question to verbalize since it's so heavily based on visual aids. And unfortunately, I don't have my brochure with me right now. But one of the things that is really important is after we take the assessment, we do an evaluation on the assessment. And the assessment's easily broken down into six different categories or six different areas. And each one has a rank of up to five <coughs> points per, per section. And basically what we're looking for is out of three areas, which we, I refer to as our centralized qualities, we also have three contributing qualities. Every centralized quality is going to get matched with one contributing quality. And when these two come together, a centralized quality and a contributing quality, they make a butterfly. And so we call these butterfly themes. Well, each student has a unique butterfly theme. And there's nine different butterfly themes a student can actually fall under. And now these particular themes aren't my creation as far as how they show up, but instead science. You know, it's different learning styles. It's the way that students learn best or tend to do best in certain environments. Some students just tend to do better visually. Some students tend to do better by hearing the instructions broken down step by step by step. Other students do better when they actually get to demonstrate or physically participate. So based on what a person's learning style is, we then are able to kind of direct or guide how we go about teaching the classes, how we go about instilling confidence in that student and for whatever their path is, and basically use this as a little bit of a tool to be able to leverage what recommendations we make for the student's martial arts journey. So really, after we have their butterfly theme figured out, the next step is for us to be able to communicate that with the parent and then give the parents some ways that this is going to benefit their child at home too. So when it comes down to say, you know, cleaning up their room when they're asked, what's the best approach to give them? What's the best way to give that direction to the child? Well, we're not just gonna say it's always this way. No, instead we're gonna take it based on how their personality shows up and then recognize well what kind of learner they are and then from that be able to clearly and confidently share with the parent, well, one of the best ways for you to be able to coach your child in the art of, like we do here at the martial arts school, in the art of personal development, is to give them this, you know, command for, you know, cleaning up their room. And then recognizing when it happens that this was, you know, done by the process of what? Where their natural brightness tends to fall in. So it really helps you incorporate the martial arts that you teach at your martial arts school with parenting martial arts, you know, in a sense that they're able to give out to, you know, utilizing the same type of information that we just uncover based on the assessment for them as well. So. Awesome. Okay. So I think here's what we're going to do, right? And, and you know, we could talk about this for forever and it's a, it's a, it's a lengthy topic and, and I still want to be respectful of your time. And so I think here's what we're going to do, right? And so if you're listening to this podcast, um, you're going to have to head over to martialartsmedia.com and, and find this episode. Now, we have not really planned this. So this is this will potentially be the worst what are we doing presentation. Here, <laughs> this is potentially the, the worst uh, the worst attempt at a at a cool offer, right? So 
<laughs> if you are still intrigued, listen on. So we're going to put it, put together something that you can you can take this whole uh, you can take the assessment and you can take this whole implement this whole process in your business from front to back. And head to where the episode is. Just look for Kat Zoa on martialartmedia.com. Um, we haven't worked out the details, which is why I'm saying this is probably the worst attempt at at and a sales offer on a podcast ever. But if the, the cool part about it is if, if what we've spoken about is cool, um, if, you, if you have problems with your retention, if you know that understanding a student's true greatness is going to be super beneficial to understanding how that works and to make it in a practical way that you don't have to be you know, a genius with a crystal ball to try and really figure things out, but to have a practical sort of step-by-step -step, uh, way of going about it, then head over to this to this to this episode. We'll have a we'll have a link where you can access where you can access more details. And I think Kat will just we'll shoot a quick video just to give a bit of a breakdown of what that actually is and how that works. And how was that? That, yeah, that sure. <laughs> Sounds great. We'll give the assessment to anybody who wants to take it. So if this has piqued your interest at all, go ahead, take the assessment. We'll send you back what your evaluation comes, you know, comes back as and have a conversation about your results. I think that sounds great. Cool. Well, anyway, we should ask, where, where could people find out more about you and more about all this, what you've got going on, etc. And thanks for being on again, Kat. My pleasure. No, I love being able to share with the martial arts community. This is where I grew up and this is where I plan to stay. So, I mean, this is my livelihood. So whatever I'm able to do to help martial arts school owners around the world is truly a good passion of mine. And I'm happy to help any way I can in that way. Um, best ways to learn about me are either, you know, my website, capzohar.com. And that has links to all the different creations that my mind, you know, comes up with. So there's a beginnerminds.com as well, too, which is the program that we're discussing. But um, any of those sites are the best way to keep on keep tabs on me. Or, of course, send me a Facebook friend request if you watch this. And I'll be happy to uh, connect with you over social media as well. Awesome. Cool cat. That sounds cool when you say it like that. Cool cat. <laughs> Thanks, thanks well, a lot for being on. Thank you. <laughs> cool. Thanks again for being on. And uh, and yeah, look, uh, as I mentioned, uh, you, yeah, you can check out obviously all, all of Kat's websites, katsoart.com and beginnerminds.com. And uh, and we'll we'll put together something special for you guys as podcasts, for you as a podcast listener. Um, so yeah, so head over to the website, check that out, martialartmedia.com. And Kat, it's been great having you on again. Always great speaking to you, and I will speak to you again soon. You too, George. Awesome. Thank you. Cheers. Awesome. Thanks for listening. If you want to connect with other top, smart martial arts school owners and have a chat about marketing, lead generation, what's working now, and or just have a, a gentle rant about things that are happening in the industry, then I want to invite you to join our Facebook group. It's a private Facebook group, and... In there, I share a lot of extra videos and downloads and worksheets, things that are working for us when we work, help school owners grow, and share a couple of video interviews and a bunch of cool extra resources. So uh, it's called the Martial Arts Media Community, and an easy way to access it is if you just go to the domain name martialartsmedia.com.
dot group so martialartsmedia.group g-r-o-u-p uh, there's no dot com or anything martialartsmedia.group that will take you straight there uh, request to join and i will accept your invitation thanks i'll speak to you on the next episode cheers that will conclude this evening's entertainment. Thanks for listening. If you need help building your martial arts school, check out martialartsmedia.com.